everyone, Willie Miranda with Live with the Leaders, and I have a great, great podcast for you guys today. I want to introduce you to Stephanie Champalolo. Uh, hi, Steph. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. And Steph, you've been with uh, Miranda Real Estate Group now for eight years. You've been in real estate for eight years, so that's good. Um, yep. And also, uh, just this past year, President Club member uh, winner as well. So congratulations. Thank you. So, Steph, I want to talk a little bit about today, uh, just a little bit about your business and what you've done. You've done a great job. Uh, you do a, a ton of different little knick-knacky things that uh, get you out there in the general public and giving back to the community. And uh, just seems like you touch a lot of different things. I hope, I hope that we can cover some of those on, on today's call. But maybe just, you know, before we start that, I mean, just maybe just a little bit about your background and how you even got into real estate. Uh, so I got into real estate uh, eight years ago, and um, the desire came, I, I would say my, my father's a contractor, mm -hmm. so I would always go on jobs with him, you know, and, and learn how to hold a hammer, basically. Um, so that got my interest into, you know, house, housing, um, mm -hmm. and then I wanted to own rental properties, and then that grew into, I want to sell these. So wanted to sell houses. So basically, you wanted to sell houses for many, many years because um, it, did it look easy uh, on that side of it? I always wonder, like when people tell me that they got into it because they were into the rental side of things, did it look really easy, or was it one of those things that you were kind of like, I don't know, you just want to do it because you felt you knew it, or you wanted to do it because you saw the potential of, of, of building wealth? Yeah, I, I never thought it was going to be easy. From the very beginning, I had doubt, mm -hmm. you know, and then I also, I bartended and you would, you constantly have people, you know, with their own opinions telling you not to get into something right. because, you know, most people are average and they don't go for something that they really want. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't think it was going to be easy at all, but I thought that it was something that I knew enough about the structure of a house that real estate would be easy for me on that aspect of it. Um, but the whole growing your business thing, I don't think I anticipated that as much. No. Well, speaking of growing your business, I mean, you got into, you mentioned bartending, you were bartending at the time when you actually started with us. And I remember we had um, uh, some early morning trainings that you weren't too fond of uh, when we were having training. And every once in a while I'd, Where's, where's Steph at? Where is she at? You know, and uh, you were working very, very hard running, you know, bartending and, and, and pretty much running that business uh, and did a really great job with that. How did the transition go? Because I know that there's a lot of people out there that still work uh, yeah. or are working part time that maybe want to get into the business. Um, but to actually just one day flip the switch and go cold turkey. I mean, how did that work for you? How did, how did you make that transition? slow and steady. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, I'm not sure where I read it, but I read somewhere in the very beginning that most businesses, they're in the red for the first three years. Mm -hmm. So I actually told myself, I'm going to give myself three years at real estate to see if it's successful. And that's, mm -hmm. most people only give themselves like a month or maybe six months. Right. I'm like, no, we'll see where we're at in three years, dedicate for three years. Um, so I would bartend part-time and I started, you know, by going to the classes with you guys, learning to get everybody's um, phone number, their contact information, address, things like that. So I'm like, I'm going to bartend. I'm going to also get these people to buy houses from me. 
at the same time. So I built the COI with that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in the beginning, I would, you know, bartend four or five days a week. And then I would cut down and cut down and cut down. And then eventually I was, I was able to leave completely. Mm -hmm. After the first year in real estate, I quit bartending altogether. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's one of those things that um, it was a, a goal of yours, right, to, to transition down slowly. Um, but it's scary, right? It's scary when you have that cash money coming in. You got money coming in each and every week. And just to kind of transition and just go right over real estate uh, is hard to do. But the thing that you said is about the three years in the red. And this is why 80, I think it was 87% last I checked, 87% of real estate agents fail in the real estate business. They're, they're actually out of the real estate business because they weren't able to survive that first couple of years. So the fact that you kind of transition, I thought was key because you really can do both, but you got to you know, obviously work hard. And I know there were some nights that you said you worked till two, three, maybe even later in the morning yeah. and we're out showing properties the next, you know, the next day. So yep. uh, it's definitely something that's not easy, but, you know, obviously it paid big dividends for you. All right. So I wanted to ask you, um, you know, when you think about early struggles, when you made that transition um, and let's say now you're in real estate full time, uh, I know it wasn't easy even then. Right. You still had to work pretty hard to, to, to maintain and to keep, um, you know, the success that you wanted to be at and, and to really build up to that. What were some of the early struggles that you felt you had um, going into the real estate business? I don't. Well, I, w I would say confidence. I wasn't afraid to tell people that I was in real estate, mm -hmm. but the very first thing that you hear is, so how many homes have you sold? How many homes have you sold? Right. And, and in the beginning, I would kind of take that as a negative and say, oh, I got, they're going to know, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm still trying to make it. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, wait a minute. So I can say how many the team sold, right? And you can actually, if people are asking you about real estate, use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, you can answer answer the question with what your team is doing and then also say, why? Do you know somebody that's looking? You know, so, so use that. They're bringing it up to you. That's the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's funny you say confidence because I remember, and you probably remember this like yesterday, I remember when you didn't want to go on a seller lead. You didn't want to work with sellers. Remember that? I was so scared. Yeah, that very first you're like, I don't, I don't like seller leads. I don't want to go on seller leads. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason for that is because working with buyers sometimes is easier, right? Where you're going out, you're showing them property, but there's so much more, um, I guess, pressure on us as real estate agents that when we're representing a seller that we're, you know, we're selling their biggest asset that they yeah. probably own. And now they're, you know, Steph, what are you doing for me? Right. What are you doing for me lately type thing? And if you don't have the right answers or they're just not a buyer out there right now in the marketplace, it puts a lot of pressure on us because we feel uh, somewhat that we failed our client when we can't deliver on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, what, what, how did you gain the confidence on selling or, or working with sellers? I should say, how did you gain that confidence? Because you were pretty adamant that you weren't comfortable at it and you really didn't care if you worked with one seller ever moving forward that you want to just work with buyers, but yeah. you switched to pitch on that a little bit and you do a great job on both. So what allowed you to, to make that move? Well, in the beginning, Brian would go on all of the appointments with me, mm -hmm. all of them. I, I yeah. just couldn't go by myself. I was like, no, I need one more time. Just go out in there, 
one more time. And be like, but you have to do the talking. And I'm like, ah. So I would just like keep practicing it. Um, but I would say uh, the biggest thing for me was the listening presentation that we have. I went in and I tweaked it to my own, um, but that allowed me to focus on the screen, you know, so I, so I could pull up the listing presentation and I could focus more on that than just, you know, trying to figure out what to say at what time. So I just kept practicing um, presentation and then it would just kind of flow naturally. And then, you know, they ask kind of the same questions as most people do. And then you learn how to how to handle those objections too. Yeah, so that's a key thing that you just said is a listening presentation. And I think, you know, you hit it right on the head because I, I do know of a lot of other agents that don't use a listening presentation. Even unfortunately, some agents in our own company, we have a great listing presentation and, and because they didn't practice it or they didn't use it, they feel uncomfortable using and then they just go out and they really just wing it, right? So uh, I gotta say though, the majority of our agents do use a listening presentation and as long as you follow it and go through, the success rate is pretty high. So you're right. It keeps you mm -hmm. confident, keeps you in control of the actual interview versus them controlling it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about lead generation. I know you do a lot of different things on lead gen. Um, obviously, we talked about your center of influence, uh, that you were doing some with that. Uh, not doing some with that, doing a lot with that. But if you had to pick your three, um, say, top lead generators, what, what would those three be? I like to to lead generate. I like to do things that I like, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm not I'm not a cold caller. It's just not my thing, right? You know. So I'm 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 thinking outside. Like, all right, well, what can I do to meet people that I enjoy doing that I can build relationships with them? Mm -hmm. So I I do a lot of um, activities. Like I'm in the pool league. I'm in a golf league now. Mm -hmm. I have a women's group. I'm in a gardening group. I go to yoga. So it's all things that I really like to do. And that's, you know, where you meet people and make friends. Um, and then I would also say Facebook. Facebook is huge for me, too. Pretty much everybody I know is on there. Um, and the business page on Facebook, um, that's grown tremendously. Like if I do giveaways or something like that on it, I'll start mm -hmm. getting the more engagements. Um, but you keep them in, engaged with the videos but then do posts too about real estate. So they, you know, keep it in mind that you are in real estate. Mm -hmm. So your top lead generation is really networking, getting out there, right? Doing yeah. things that you like, like you said, yoga and all the things that you just said and yeah. just meeting people. And it sounds so simple, but why is it so hard, I guess, for people to do it? And I guess there's gotta be some type, Hey, you gotta have a personality for doing that, right? If you're, someone that's really shy and quiet, you're not going to talk to people. Well, I don't know, Steph, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were kind of like that to begin with, right? Like you didn't want to talk to strangers or meet different people you had to meet. This allowed you yeah. to get to know them so you they weren't a stranger. Exactly, exactly. Well, how, would, how would they even know that you were doing real estate? So, well, I'll start a conversation asking people what they do, mm -hmm. you know, and then, naturally most people will ask you well and what do you do so it comes up that way um or i'll wear a shirt <laughs> you know i just or invite people to different parties that you're doing um i also i ask people in facebook uh the messenger i ask them for their um addresses around in in the beginning of the month i go on and see who has a birthday this month 
And I go on and I say, hey, you know, I like to send birthday cards to people that I like. And most people like getting a card and it keeps my name out there as a realtor. Can I have your mailing address? And they'll, they'll give you your mailing address. That's a great idea. See, so a lot of the things that you do, you do indirectly. Like you're not the type, hey, just give me your email, uh, your email address and your, your mailing yeah. address. Like that yeah. would feel funny for you to do, right? Not your style. But if you say, hey, I want to send a birthday card out to you, right? Anyone that I like, I want to respond to. And what would you say your percentages are of you getting the information? Almost 100. Okay. I, I may, I, maybe 90, 95%. Okay. That's still you pretty know? good. Because yeah. you're looking at people that say, what, don't bother sending it to me, you know, or save your stamp. I mean, what do they say? Most, if, if, if somebody is not going to give it to you, they will just ignore the message. And like, you can tell that somebody read it, but they just right. won't reply, mm -hmm. you know? And then I wait for something else to come along and I ask again. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny because um, it's so easy to do that. And, uh, you know, I didn't even think about that before. Just ask them for your birthday. You know, it's their birthday. You want to send them a card. What's your address? Anniversary, um, baby, anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and listen, no, nothing's 100%, but geez, 90, 95% response rate is pretty good. Yeah. People, really good. People like when you're just kind of like, well, you're giving them something, but you're not being salesy. I mean, I, I like sending birthday cards, mm -hmm. you know? Well, that's great. So you're doing networking, you're working with your COI, you're not doing any cold call, not working for sale by owners, expires. Uh, do you do any type of paid uh, lead generation at all? Do you buy any leads? No. That's great. So all of it's all organically grown and, and yep. uh, you bring it in that way. So, okay. Yep. Awesome. Um, let's talk a little about um, work-life balance. Cause I know that that's something that's very important to you. And I've seen it over the years where it's becoming more and more, um, I should say not more and more, but a lot better as far as you wanting to do more things and you setting goals and actually achieving them and, and doing things. But let talk to talk a little bit about the work life balance. Like, how do you adjust your schedule um, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year uh, to make sure you have that balance? Well, that's something that I still do struggle with. Mm -hmm. um, I've gotten a lot better at it, um, but I really I use the calendar on my phone and I block something out. You know, um, if there's something that's important. I just know like, okay, so this time frame you can't do anything else. Mm -hmm. So if you put it in there, it's blocked out. So if somebody calls you and, and they want to set an appointment for something, you look at your calendar, it's already blacked out. So you're not going to put it in there. Right. Right. So let's say you had um, like, what's one of your favorite activities to do with a family member? So, uh, well, my favorite activity, well, my nephew, I mean, he runs, Right. You know, he well, I knew you're gonna. I knew you're gonna say nephew. So that's why I said family member. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You do, you do a lot with your your nephew. Actually, he was at our car wash and helped us out with our car wash uh, a couple weeks yep. ago. Yep. But if you had a say, uh, he was running on a Saturday afternoon, and you had a client that called you and said, "Hey, I want to go see some houses Saturday afternoon." You wouldn't say, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to my my nephew's uh, event," would you? Or how would you no. handle? It? No, I would just say I'm you know, not available at that time, but can you do Sunday at two right. or something like that? And, and I, I wouldn't just leave it as, Oh, I'm busy. I would say, but I can be available for this time frame. 
Right. So offer them something at the same time. Right. And why is that though, Steph? Because you know where I'm getting at. Um. Well, it's, it's like you don't you don't want to just tell people no. You want to have an alternative that actually works for them, but also where I'm setting like the time that we're mm -hmm. gonna do it. Right. I don't want to just say, oh no, Saturday doesn't work. When's good for you? Right. You know. I, I think the other thing too, and what I was what I was getting at was that. I think a lot of agents give too much information, um, especially if they have busy lives. That hey, well, I can't because my nephew's got a you know a, a meet on Saturday, and then my cousin's got something going on Sunday, so I can only do it you know maybe on Monday. Like clients generally don't really care what you're doing, right? They don't care you're going to general to attract me, but they want to get into that property. So my point is that if you just say hey, you know what, I already have an appointment usually they're okay with it and you can reschedule it. But when you start throwing in why, mm -hmm. uh, they don't, they feel you're too busy for them. Yeah. Or, or they start, you know, putting your priorities on their scale and that's just, no, yeah. but I, I do always like to offer an alternative time. Yeah. All right. Um, a lot of relationships. You, you, you do a, a, a lot of business. Um, I know you did over 35 transactions last year and I know that's a goal of yours to, to be on actually your above pays for that here and this going into this year. But let me ask you something. When it comes to working with agents, right, inside of our company and outside of our company, uh, what do you do to maintain those relationships and uh, how important are they to have good relationships with them? It's really important. You know, we all, we all work together. We're all in the same boat, really. You know, um, just be nice. Be nice. Be nice and, and show other people respect. Right. You know, um, I, I've noticed, you know, to be honest, this can be, I guess, arrogant. There, the, it can be an arrogant business, you know, because there is, there's some money to be made, right. you know, but you always talk to everybody, colleagues, everyone with respect. Yeah. Um, I had a, a listing that, you know, we had eight offers. Seven agents had to be let down. You know, they worked hard. They took time off of their weekend to show the property. Right. So, you know, the seven that didn't have their offer accepted, I sent them like a little note with a, with a free scoop of ice cream. And I'm like, I, I, I've been in that boat. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, it's funny because any, any agent I talk to outside or even in our company, I always say how, how nice it is to work with you. And, you know, again, the happy thing. I think I told you that before our call. I was reading something the other day and it told me to write down part of this exercise, you know, to write down who's the happiest person, you know, and uh, you and Trish came first, you know, first in my mind, cause you guys are always happy no matter what. And, you know, uh, it's always good to see that, but you're like that with your fellow agents and that pays big dividends when you're on the other side, like you're, you know, being on the listing side is great now that you like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when you're on the buyer side, it, it's so important to make sure you have a good relationship because that can make the difference. Of you getting a deal or not? Yeah, absolutely, and that and and it will switch eventually. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you'll, you're you're going to be on both sides. So, so I know you don't do a lot of uh, cold traffic or stuff like that. So it's probably not a ton of chasing that you're doing of clients. Um, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with Zillow leads and Realtor.com leads, you're good leads, but you got to chase them down, right? Because mm -hmm. wherever they are in the process. But if you're getting referrals and people that are coming to you, uh, is there anything that you like to do on a follow-up plan or, you know, I mean, obviously you get back to them right away, 
But, you know, like you mentioned, sending out personal notes and stuff like that. What do you do on follow-ups to leads? Like if they're not ready right now and they say, hey, you know what, Steph, call me back next year in six months. How do you keep following up or how do you keep track of all that? Um, I, ha- I have a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually on another wall. And I have different categories for people. And then I put dates next to them so so i'll use like a a red marker for the date that i need to contact them and then i'll use like blue to write a note on how the call went and i keep them on there so i know you know if somebody somebody said oh and facebook messenger somebody messages me i think i want to buy a house Steph, can you help me you know i put them immediately on the calendar and then follow the steps on where they're at Um, but most people are probably they could be a year out from buying Right. You know. All right. So good. So you have a board that you actually use and put your top leads in there. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Um, all right. Let's talk about social media. You do a ton of social media. Um, I think I don't know how many friends now that you have, but I know that you have a lot of people because anytime you post anything or if I'm included anyway, it's like you get all these likes, 300, 400. I'm like, they're not for me. I can tell you that they're all like <laughs> But um, tell me a little about your, your strategy with, with social media uh, and maybe even like how you got started and then where you're at now, because I think a lot of people underestimate the power of social media and you've done a really great job with it. So maybe kind of start about how you started it and then what you do today. Um, so in, in the beginning, you know, I, I was on, I've, I, I've always kind of been on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I didn't have like a plan or a roadmap for it. I would just, you know, hey, here's a dog eating ice cream. Let me let me throw that on Facebook kind of thing. Right. So now I like to be a little more strategic. Um, like I I do a um a Monday motivation post uh, about like seven seven thirty in the morning on Mondays to get you know all the people who are just like getting to work and then they get to their desk and then they open up their Facebook to scroll. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll get you'll get a lot of those. Um, but when I do the Monday motivation, I tag, I'll do it on my personal page, but I tag my business page. So that like keeps that in front of them too. And motivational posts, people like to share those. So people will share them. And I don't know if they realize or don't realize but they're also sharing your business page, which has your name right there. So yeah, that's, that's one tip that I do with that. Um, and then I don't post on, um, Friday and Saturdays, um, not people are busy, so you're not going to get as much involvement, engagement on Friday and Saturdays either. So. All right. So, so what what platforms do you use then? So Instagram, Instagram. I really like the stories. Most mm-hmm. of the people that I know are they're on their stories a little less than the feed. Okay. And then Facebook, I like the feed. I'll do the stories too on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, but the feed is more engaged, I guess. There's more people on the feed on Facebook than uh, Instagram. Instagram, people love the stories. Now, do you do um, LinkedIn at all? I should. Mm-hmm. I, I should really get on there. Um, I have a LinkedIn, but I, I don't engage with it as much. Okay. All right. So most of it's through Instagram and um, through Facebook. Yep. 
So how, how about videos? How, how's your engagement when it comes to videos? Videos, videos. I mean, I like to start the video with a question. So like on, on you know, before you hit your live for Facebook, or if you want to pre-record too, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, it does matter for engagement, but if you're not comfortable doing a live, just do a regular video, but you can put a caption on it, you know, and ask a question in the caption. You know, have you ever been to this place to eat dinner? So if you're doing a restaurant or something like that. So give me a couple examples of what's been like your best post, like the best engagement that you had. Best engagement, I would think, is is like giveaway stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I'm doing something like a like not like giving away to the audience, well, those get a lot, too. But like if I gave away to a charity, people people really they enjoy those. Okay. Yeah. And you do a lot of those charities. What are a couple of examples of charities that you, you're involved in? Well, I, I give a, a bike away um, to DSS, the Department of Social Services, mm-hmm. each time I sell a house. Um, but I'll do it in like, uh, like as an event. Like I'll wait and, you know, I have 10 closings. All right, I'm going to go and purchase 10 bikes. And then I, I, you know, we get the moving truck from Miranda yeah. and we drive it down there and we start wheeling the bikes out. So that, yeah. that's, that's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I know Brian goes down pretty much and grabs a truck for you a lot of times. And I'll yep. say, where are you going? He's like, I got to go deliver more. I got to go some more bikes for stuff. Um, yep. Yep. You know, and uh, he loves it though. And it just, it's just a great cause. So I, I hope that's, uh, you know, that's something that people do appreciate because a lot of times, you know, they take for granted where it's coming from and they don't really know who's giving it. Right. Cause I think it's pretty, it's a, a, anonymous, right? I don't think people yeah, really know that you're giving it. Right. No, they uh, don't. So that's awesome. And that's just you giving it to them um, and something that you're passionate about. Oh, that's awesome. Um, all right. So we got, I, I got a couple of questions that I wrote on here. I know we talked about our pillars. Um, I wanted to know, go back to that networking piece. You do a lot of different things, right? Women's group, you did the um, uh, yoga, you're, you're in this event, that event, different things. But what would you say is your, your, top one that you enjoy the most and then is that necessarily the one that you get a lot of referrals from and the most referrals from so i would say well the one that i enjoy the most is the billiards the pool teams okay and i do i get a lot of business from there those Mm -hmm. are you know they're my friends the people i know they're they're a large group um but I would say the one that I can more narrow in on and and know that I'm going to get more, I guess, sales from mm-hmm. would be the women's group okay. because they're young. Yeah, they're young professional women. Um, and most of them are moving here. Gotcha. So they're moving to the area, you know, for a job most of the time. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to make friends. Um, they're going to come out. You know, we have dinner once a month. And, and, you know, they're going to eventually buy or when their job transfers them out, they're right. going to sell. So this is something that you just started from scratch or something that you inherited? Yeah. I mean, No, so I, I started it from scratch. I started um, a Facebook group mm-hmm. and women just started joining it. Okay. You know, you, you do a few posts like, hey, you know, any women, you know, that want to join this group. And then the niche just kind of started from there with it. It's like, oh, oh, my my cousin is moving into the area. She's looking to make friends. Great. 
How many people you're up to on that? A little over a thousand. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's a big group. I'm not, you know, I would I would say when we have dinner, about twenty to thirty show up. Sure. Not as many, yeah, not as many, yeah. you know, in the summer. Um, but the, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good group. Yep. So, uh, day in a life, what's day in a life look for you? Uh, look like for your staff? I mean, you, do you still get up at noon or you get up a little earlier nowadays? <laughs> I, w- I wish I could do noon. So, so, um, I'm up at six, maybe six thirty sometimes, but my honestly, my dog is really the alarm. That sun starts coming through and he's no, we need to go. So, yeah. you know, we get up, we go for our walk, um, and then I'll have a coffee and meditate. You know, if it's summer, I'm going to water the garden. And then by 8, 830 at the latest, I have to kind of hone in and get in front of the desk and, and, and start my day real estate. So. And that's it, real estate. So you have a shutoff time usually, or do you go just Seven. based on seven o'clock? Seven, seven. That's it. Yeah. That's when you shut it down. Okay, good. Yep. And that's something that I think a lot of people, you know, need to listen to here is that you got to have a start and end date or a time, I should say, because if not, then it will be 24 seven, right? And this yeah. can get like that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Um, so I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I mean, I mean, this is the last eight years that you, that you've seen that been in the real estate game. I mean, where do you see, let's say your business going in the next 10 to 15 years, what are you hoping to do and plan to do? So 10 to 15 years. Wow. All right, let's go five. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Um, Five years. Obviously, I want to have more sales under my belt, Mm -hmm. you know, but I I really want to start leveraging, you know, and and you and I have talked about this. I mean, I want to be able to go to Florida. That's, you know, I want a vacation home there and, and I want to be able to do that comfortably and maintain a business here. Right. Right. So, so really is your second home. So be able to go there in the winters for a few weeks or a month or two at a time and still be able to maintain and leverage with people here. Yeah. Right. So just maybe building a couple buyer agents, maybe getting an assistant, that type of thing. So that you have boots on the ground here while you're spending time in Florida. But as you and I both know, when we're away on vacation, we're working too. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. again, we have the balance there, but I don't know about you, but I can't sit still, you know, once three or four days comes on, I, I need to know what's going on, right? So I'm picking up yeah. the phone or going on a computer, but there's a way to do that where you can kind of check in, make sure things are going good and then go out and enjoy time. And yeah. and what a, what a nice, I mean, Florida is a great place, right? I couldn't think of a nicer place uh, to yep. be at. Yep. All right. So, you know, there's people that are going to be watching this that may want to reach out to you for questions or, you know, things on social media or a women's group and, how to get started and stuff like that. Or there might be, you know, people looking to buy or sell too, uh, that want to buy or sell real estate. What are, um, you know, two different ways that they can reach out to you if they want to get a hold of you? Um, you can call me, text me. And my number is 518-847-5599. Um, Facebook, uh, you can message me on there, you know, uh, and email too. My email is Stephanie is your agent at Gmail. Okay. Stephanie is your agent at gmail.com. All right. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Uh, and you know, you, you had a great year last year. You got another great year going this year. 
uh, and I know you have a, a great career uh, still ahead of you uh, in real estate. It's not over. You just started. You just getting warmed up. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for Thank having me too, Willie. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. And if you're watching this video, scroll down, leave a comment. And like I always say, let's go get them this week. Thank you.